Hi, my name is Althea, and this is the Clean Your Room podcast. This is Season 1, Episode 9, and I'm recording this on Wednesday, February 24th, 2021, in Los Angeles, California. I don't have a lot of chit-chat this week, which is probably a relief for some people. Um, yeah, it's a kind of last-minute episode. Just in case you didn't read the title or the description, this is the toilet episode, my love-hate relationship with the bathroom. So if that's going to be a problem for you in a gross-out kind of way, please feel free to sample any of my other eight episodes of Clean Your Room Podcast. I won't blame you at all. Um, I have a real love-hate relationship with the bathroom. I could spend hours and hours in there, especially now that we have a tub in one of the bathrooms. I love soaking in Epsom salts. I love blow-drying my hair. I love putting on makeup when I feel like it. And I'm even learning to love flossing my teeth. But I do not love cleaning the bathroom. First of all, I have long hair. I have really thick hair. It gets everywhere. When I blow dry, I end up with hair pretty much all over the place. It gets on the floor, around the sink, stuck to the walls. Second of all, although I love that my husband put bidets on both of our toilets, and if you don't know what a bidet is, it's a water fixture that shoots a stream of water at your um extremities when you're getting cleaned up after using the toilet. It really beats the old system I grew up with in the Philippines, which is called the tabo. The tabo is a, a little plastic tub with a long handle and you dip it into a big covered pail of water that usually every Filipino bathroom I've ever been to has that just in case the water stops running, which when I was growing up there was a pretty frequent occurrence because you needed electricity to get water pumped. And if there was no electricity, there was no water. You needed to have water to wash yourself, to flush the toilet. Always had a vat of that in the bathroom. And uh, anyway, so you you take your table and you use one hand to pour water down your butt while you clean your butt with the other hand. Then you use your clean hand, the table hand, to flush the toilet before you wash both your hands. It's a great system, uh, but actually the bidet is better because it's almost hands-free. You just have to turn the knob and maneuver your backside so the stream of water can, can wash you clean. I have to, so I like it. I, I have to say that also during the beginning of the pandemic, when there was no toilet paper to be found anywhere, the bidets really helped us make the most of our, our stash of, th I think we had like three rolls of toilet paper. And we made them last as long as possible because it was several months before we even found another pack of toilet paper, even in Target or anywhere. <laughs> anyway, what I meant to say in that whole section as I rambled about bidets and tabo, um, what I meant to say is I kind of hate cleaning the bidet. It sits way in the back of the bowl under the rim. So you really have to reach in there and behind it to get it clean. I, I don't think it's enough to try to reach back there with a brush. Uh, believe me, I've tried. Most of the brushes that are made for toilets are too big. 
and they don't bend the right way to be able to get at whatever might be growing behind the bidet and also has it adds more fiddly parts to clean on a thing which already had a lot of fiddly parts to begin with which I don't like uh, I'm talking there's the toilet seat there's the area behind the lid there's the flush handle the the knob on the bidet the tube the the thing that affixes the bidet to the toilet bowl has a bunch of screws on it usually and then there's the bottom part of the toilet which I can't reach half the time it's my nightmare <laughs> lastly whether you have only a little or a lot of storage available in the bathroom I think either way can be a blessing and a curse what if you like me used to work in skincare. I used to work for a couple of different skincare companies and you cannot resist buying every last skin serum and makeup item and shampoo and hair mask and nail polish. Where do you store it all? Um, how do you keep your counter looking clean day to day? If you share a bathroom with other people, which most people do, how do you keep this super high traffic area livable? If not, actually in pretty nice condition. So that's what we'll explore on today's episode. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know the drill. We're going to go to an ad break and then I'll be back for the rest of the show. All right, so picture the nicest bathroom you have ever been in. Mine would probably be from a hotel somewhere. Huge counter space. Uh, not a speck of mold or mildew in sight, spotless mirror, neatly folded, super fluffy towels, maybe an orchid or some other nice humidity loving plant, or maybe a fake plant. I don't know. Hotels don't usually have real plants, I think. Not not at the uh, level of hotel I've ever been able to afford. Uh, lots of storage so that everything that you own and might conceivably need in the bathroom has a place to live. Uh, everything is probably super white, covered in subway tile, maybe marble, probably giving off some relaxing spa vibes. And that's it, everything is shiny clean. Someone might conceivably come in every day and clean it up for you. That's nice. Maybe your dream is different. It's, it's a dream, go with me here. Now, look at your bathroom. If you are very lucky, you also have the bathroom of your dreams. Pat yourself on the back for having and deserving such an awesome bathroom. Uh, but for the majority of people listening, like me, probably, your bathroom might not be the greatest. If you are me, so here are my top problems. Uh, hair everywhere. Sometimes mold. Sometimes mildew. You know, if I'm really busy and don't get around to cleaning. I hate cleaning the toilet. Even if I do it frequently enough, I still, I hate, I hate doing it. Not enough storage or maybe so much storage that you went shopping to fill the space and now there's not enough storage. Also my problem. Uh, <laughs> you may have other problems and you're welcome to tell me about them, but I'm recording this in my bedroom in the past, so I won't know about your bathroom troubles until after the show gets published. So for now, I'm going to focus on my bathroom and some stuff you can possibly apply to your bathroom to try to keep that clean. Uh, but feel free to tell me about your bathroom 
cleaning troubles. I just want to be clear regarding cleaning an organization. So first, hair. Hair is actually relatively easy to clean up. It's just one of those things that once you start seeing it, you cannot unsee it. At least I can't. For me, three things make it easier to deal with hair all over the bathroom. Like I said, it it flies up on the walls because I blow dry my hair. Um, Number one, you have to do it often. If you shed a lot like I do, usually I use a damp but not wet microfiber cloth to grab it all and then whatever I catch, I throw away in the trash. My bathroom's not that big, so usually if I get a step stool, I can actually get the whole bathroom's walls hair-free within just a couple minutes. The floor, maybe another minute or two to do the floor, and I only do that right now actually about twice a year since it's just me and the husband who see the bathroom, and thank goodness I figured out some of what was making my hair fall out, and now... Nowadays, our bathroom floor is not as coated in hair as it once was um, when I used to shed much more than I do now. Uh, Even better than cleaning just once in a while, as you spot hair, just grab a little toilet paper square. You usually only need one, maybe two. Just swipe it up, throw it away every day if you need to, and that just kind of keeps your up, keeps your space. Tip number two, do not wash hair down the drain super tempting. I I know. Whenever I see hair in the sink, I'm always like, oh, just turn on the water and flush it. No, this is how you get clogs. By the way, to clear a clog, pour about a quarter cup of baking soda down the drain, let it sit for a few hours, then follow it with half a cup. Oh, actually, if it's a big drain, use half a cup of baking soda, or if it's very, very slow. Um, Follow up after two to three hours with a cup of plain white vinegar. Let it sit again. And then two to three hours later, boil a piping hot, I mean like a rolling boil, a pot of hot water. I'd say at least four cups, maybe eight. And then slowly and carefully pour it down the drain. Make sure not to use the drain in between these steps. Do that every few months just to keep the drains clear. But also... The point was, don't be washing things down the drain in the first place. Don't don't put hair down there. If you can put a trap over the drain, even better. And then the number three tip I, that I have for cleaning uh, hair. Clean your hairbrush as frequently as you can. Pull, pull the hair out manually as often as possible, like every couple of days. If Again, if you're like me and you shed a lot. Uh, You can use something thin and sharp or pointy to help you pull out all the hair. Um, I usually have like a long pair of scissors I can stick in there and grab it out. And then a couple of times per month, soak the hairbrush for three to five minutes in a solution of warm water, baking soda, and maybe some gentle soap, even just like Dawn dish soap or a little bit of the shampoo that you use if you have a mild shampoo. Uh, Rinse well and let it dry. Don't If it's a wooden brush, don't soak it. Although you're probably super fancy. If you have a wooden brush, you probably have a person that can do this for you in this day and age. Uh, for, for those, just soak the bristles for a bit, shampoo them, and then rinse, and then let it dry. You'll want to f- always flip the brush bristle side down 
in a space where the air can circulate around it and dry it as soon as possible. If you a little bit of a uh, newsprint or paper towel or something like that, that you can place to, you know, catch any drips from it, that, that will help. Uh, speaking of drying, that brings me to my next bathroom topic or tip regarding mold and mildew. So mold is sometimes pink, sometimes orange, sometimes brown. If you're super unlucky, it might be black. <laughs> depends depends how long you let it grow. Um, first, let me remind you, and if you've listened to previous episodes, that it is much easier to clean something that is clean already. So if you're having a problem with mold or mildew, that's okay. You can blitz it with some bleach solution. I usually use, you can just use regular plain old chlorine bleach diluted according to the packaging. Uh, I actually use a mold or mildew gel that comes in a squeeze bottle so that you can target it to where you need it to go. You just put on some, some gloves, clear off the counters or whatever surface is near the gunk because you don't want to bleach accidentally your other things and apply the gel right on the mildew or mold or whatever goop is, is growing there. You can leave it for a few minutes, but I usually just leave it on overnight and clean it up in the morning. I figure the longer it sits, the more it can penetrate into the grout or whatever it's growing in. Once you've cleaned it up, now your job is twofold. One, as soon as you spot some new growth, hit it with that bleach gel because then you usually won't need that much um, if you were just maintaining. Uh, you can use a spray if you want to. You can use a bleach solution. I just find the gel is easier to apply. It doesn't stay, you know, kind of hanging out in the air. And uh, also my cats aren't super into the smell, so they usually will stay far away from it. I don't have to worry about it being toxic for them. Uh, and two, you now want to try to keep the air flowing in the bathroom as much as possible all the time. I realize sometimes your bathroom is not in an ideal location for that, but you may want to consider something like getting a small fan or even leaving the lights on in the bathroom if you have energy efficient lighting anyway. Uh, sunlight and fresh air is best, but if you can't have that, get creative. My husband actually has a little clip-on fan in his bathroom that has a timer and he just presses the timer button to turn the fan on for an hour or two after he bathes. It takes very little energy and aside from having to learn the habit of turning it on, the payoff in mold and mildew reduction has been really great. He only has to clean his shower about once a month. In past years, actually, he cleaned it much less frequently and it made the job a lot harder to do because the shower would just be three to six times more filthy than it had to be. Uh, in case you missed episode four, there's a home for everything. My friend Laura Starr also talks about this in that episode. If if you really put it off, it might take you an hour and a half like it did it did her. Um, ideally, I, I only have the attention span to spend maybe five to 10 minutes cleaning the tub and shower area. So yeah, do a deep clean once, then clean more frequently and try to keep everything as dry as possible. Like open doors and set up a fan if you need to. And you'll end up spending a lot less time battling mold and mildew in your bathroom. Next, let's talk about the, this is the big one for me. This is the toilet. I don't really want to talk about the toilet. I don't even like talking about it. I have to psych myself up to clean the toilet most of the time. 
Did you know that when you flush the toilet, the spray can reach about three feet high and six feet away? I, I learned this from uh, my friend Carly, who I used to work with um, a long time ago when I worked at Borders. Carly, uh, I think the story was that when she was younger and she was going to either high school or college, um, her part-time job was as a cleaner for like a hotel or motel and that was like one of the she her her degree that she was studying was like public health or health administration or something like that and was like oh my god three feet from the toilet and six feet away that's almost the entire size of the room that my toilet is in like my towel is right there most of the time so I, I I finally asked my husband if we could get a towel bar and put it up somewhere else since the guest bath that I use, I'm lucky enough it's it's split into two areas. I'm sick of trying to find weird places to dry my towel so it doesn't get sprayed from the toilet. It's pretty much impossible in that little room. Uh, I do try to wipe the handle and the seat down every few days since they're very high traffic areas on the toilet itself and I just use a half sheet of paper towel and a disinfectant or cleaning spray um but yeah I, toilet spray from every time you flush like close the lid or i don't know just keep your towels away from there it's it's super bad news okay so moving on to clean my toilet i do have two secret weapons first a I guess this is not that much of a secret, a pair of household cleaning gloves. I actually just found a great pair recommended to me by someone in the Murderinos uh, cleaning and getting organized group that used to be called crime scene cleanup until someone, uh, I don't know, didn't get that we were being a little bit sarcastic or cute with that that group name. Anyway, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes because uh, I ended up buying it from like a small business, a housewares business in, in New York. Um, and second, this is not an ad for them, but uh, scrub singles are, are my other, my actual secret weapon, I guess, because the other one's not a secret. Um, these are disposable cleaning pads, which are preloaded with Clorox cleaner. And yes, I know they're not sustainable, but this is how much I hate cleaning the bathroom, that I'm willing to somewhat compromise uh, my desire to reduce waste and use sustainable products only. Otherwise, the let's face it, the toilet's not getting cleaned <laughs> if I don't, if I don't, if I can't have these things. Um, I do do a couple of things to assuage my guilt here. One is I always cut the disposable scrubber in half, sometimes even in quarters. It depends um, how strong the um, soap is. There's usually enough soap even in a quarter pad to clean the toilet. Two, if I cut a half or a quarter, I first use it to clean everything in sight that is not the toilet. So, you know, for $18, I guess it's like more expensive now. For like $36, I get 20 pads. Uh, I cut them each in half and that's a year or more of clean toilets, depending on how frequently I'm cleaning. Um, I also promised myself that when I finish this last two boxes of the pads that I have, that I will switch to a toilet bowl cleaning solution and a non-abrasive sponge instead, because actually the new scrubbers that Clorox makes are nowhere near as good as the bathroom scrubbers that I bought that they used to make maybe like five or six years ago when I first started using these. Um, 
they're no longer available. I don't know why. Uh, anyway, so here's what I do. Put the gloves on. Uh, with their gloves, I use the uh, half scrubber to scrub down everything else. The sink, the counter, sometimes the mirrors. It actually does a pretty good job on mirrors. Um, and I will clean everything that I can first in both bathrooms because we have two. And then uh, once I'm done cleaning those, and normally they're not that dirty places, I'll finally use the pad on the toilets and I'll go from the cleanest part first. So usually that's the tank and it's lid and sides and then the seat, which is usually kept pretty clean with wipe downs every few days. And then I'll rinse the pad, switch to the other toilet and do the same. Still with the scrubber, I'll scrub the handle, the bidet handle, all its parts, which there are many. Um, the gross space behind the seat. Uh, and then in and out of all the little spaces on the bidet, all around the toilet bowl rim and down the undersides of the bowl. Rinse the scrubber, do the same thing again on the other toilet. This is all just to assuage my guilt of, of using something disposable. If I can reach under the back parts of the toilet, I, I do usually clean them, but sometimes my back is bad and I cannot reach there. And I just go for like, it's, it's good enough. I clean most like 80% of the toilet. Um, and then lastly, I scrub the inside of the bowl. Yes. I actually just put my gloved hands in the bowl with the scrubber. I scrub all around the parts of the bidet. Um, that means I can pull it out so that I can see that the nozzles are clean and clear. Uh, and then I clean all around the entire bowl, like under the rim. Yes, sometimes little gross bits of who knows what come off while I'm scrubbing, but the scrubber does such a great job. The bowl and the bidet head look really clean after it smells really good. And once I've done both toilet bowls and bidets, I get to throw that sucker away. <laughs> I get to just flush. Oh, actually, I don't flush the scrubber. Don't flush the scrubber down your toilet. It will clog it. Only flush toilet paper. Do not flush paper towels or sponges or feminine products or disposable scrubby things. Those go in the trash. <laughs> and yes, I, I understand that throwing away the sponge is the least sustainable part of my routine, but it, it is also my coping mechanism because otherwise the toilet is just not getting cleaned at all. No, sir. Maybe someday I can hire a cleaning person to do it for me, but until then it's me and the scrub single. All right, so lastly, storage. Whether you have too little storage or too much, it really can go either way. When I had too little storage in the bathroom, for example, when I used to have to share with other people, um, I just kept the essentials in the bathroom and that was probably the most manageable situation I ever had. I kept just what I needed to wash my hair, face, body, sometimes deodorant and whatever I needed for my period because you do not wanna be running out of the bathroom to try to find a pad or tampon somewhere. Uh, on the other hand, if you do have a lot of storage, it can be really tempting to just store everything that you could possibly need into that storage. I, I know my current bathroom has a lot of storage. Uh, the last time that I deep cleaned and organized the bathroom cabinets, which I know because I was trying to do this podcast about it, um, I think it was New Year's Day of 2020. And it took me almost a full day to 
clean and reorganize, you know, not a very big space. I think it might actually still take me almost eight hours if I tried to do that today. So yeah, for the Instagram post for this episode, you might not get, you might get a not so flattering photo of my bathroom as it is currently because it has been over a year since it got a total proper clean. And I'm not so much dispensing advice in this arena because clearly I'm a person that needs help with this myself. What I think I am going to do this weekend is get up early Saturday morning Cue up my CSI rewatch, Las Vegas, of course. I've watched, but also cannot stand most of the other CSIs. Uh, take everything out of the bathroom storage, give it all a good clean, and put everything back. And I'm probably going to be sharing a lot of this in the stories, so make sure to follow me on Instagram at Clean Your Room Podcast. So here's my plan. Uh, I'm going to separate stuff into categories. For example, stuff I always use in the bathroom toothbrush, toothpaste, floss, face wash, makeup, etc. And then stuff I hardly ever use in the bathroom, like manicure stuff, foot scrub, uh, perfume, which I haven't worn in a really long time, but I have some, and everything in between those two things. And then figure out what I need that really belongs in the bathroom and what could go live somewhere else. I expect to find things that maybe are expired or that I never got around to using and should probably pass on to someone else. I know that last time I had a bunch of hair dye, I've never dyed my hair. I bought all this stuff to do so and then I ended up not using it. I had to pass it on to other people. Um, Hi, Allison and Selena, to whom I tried to pass off my my hair dye. Um, I expect to also find things that just got shoved under there that don't belong in the bathroom at all. And I'm hoping that that will free up uh, some space and that I can get everything ship shape in a day or less, hopefully less this weekend, because I also have homework to do. So just remember that if you've never deep cleaned a, a space before, that first time might be the scariest, most anxiety producing and most time consuming. But that if you've done it, at least once, it will probably be easier to do next time. And if you don't let 14 months pass by before you do it again, like I just did, uh, I'm. it might actually take less time and be easier to keep up in between cleanings. At this point, I'm talking more to myself than I am to you all. Uh, hopefully you have much nicer, cleaner bathrooms than I do at this point. And if you don't, I think the most important thing is your safety and health. If you can get your space just to the point where it's clean enough to be healthful for you and whoever else uses it, even if it's just functional and not pretty, hey, that's pretty good. Um, I put a bunch of links to like inspirational bathrooms on my show notes, but I can't afford most of those bathrooms. Like really what I can have is a bathroom that's clean, Sometimes my own bathroom does not meet that standard and, you know, it's just a matter of getting it done. And uh, in this case, I'm looking at the track for my shower door every morning and thinking, all I really need is like a squirt or three of that bleach gel and that would spiff this place right up. If you just have enough energy to clean your electric toothbrush once or twice a month, in which case a warm water and vinegar soak 
just on the bits of it that you can submerge for a few minutes is more than enough to keep it from getting crusty. Uh, and figure out a creative way to stop it from staying wet in between uses. That's not nothing. You know, that's if your worst enemy is grimy and gross and just you can barely talk about it. It's so disgusting. Roll up your sleeves as once. Put on those really great heavy duty rubber gloves. Get your bleach out or whatever you're going to use to scrub it down with. And just give it five minutes two even two minutes, one minute of attention. Just one minute on the worst part of your bathroom uh, is better than just letting things fester and continue to fester and grow, if you know what I mean. Okay, so I've been talking for a while about the bathroom and I feel like I've barely even scraped the surface. It's not that I'm unhappy with how my bathrooms are. I think they're pretty good, all things considered. I just find that second only to the kitchen, these are the most high traffic rooms in our apartment, even with just two people, and the most challenging for me to keep clean and neat on a daily basis. Uh, in the olden days, before pandemic, I mean, I at least we'd have people over every couple of weeks and I would have to clean the bathroom before they got here. I love my bathroom when it's clean. I hate it when it's oogie and I don't always have time to get it looking the way I'd like it to look. But just like any relationship, and yes, I'm talking about my relationship with a room in my apartment. That's totally normal, right? Just like in any relationship, it takes work. I just need to improve my trust, support, and respect for my bathroom and give it the attention that it serves. After all, it's been there supporting me and helping me and keeping me clean and healthy and relatively well-groomed this whole pandemic and beyond. If you're lucky enough or brave enough, depending on the state of your bathroom, or if you <laughs> take photos or videos of your space before and after organization and would like to share them with the rest of the audience, please use the hashtag CleanYourOwnPodcastChallenge to share these on Instagram and TikTok. Again, you can follow me on both platforms at CleanYourOwnPodcast. I'm also on Twitter as FruitJuice, that's F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O, I can't spell my own handle, F-R-O-O-T-J-O-O-S. We also have a Facebook page and a Facebook group if you'd like to discuss, ask questions, or share your cleaning challenges, or if you're in that murderino, it's actually, what is it called? Murderino's Cleaning Getting Organized. If you're in that Facebook group, I will see you in there, I'm pretty active in there. You can find links to uh, all my stuff, my social media profiles, link tree, et cetera, at cleanyourroompodcast.com. You can also find links and instructions there to leave me an audio message or send me an email. My email address is info at cleanyourroompodcast.com. Again, you'll find this and all the rest of the links that I've mentioned on my website. Um, and if you have any suggestions for what I should be watching or listening to, um, as I'm doing my bathroom cleanup this weekend, you better get on it. Cause I'm, I'm going to try to get through it this Saturday and Sunday. So you've got like a day or two to tell me what I should be putting on, uh, when I've gotten sick of CSI, <laughs> which like never happens. I think I've watched the entire C series, like, I don't know, countless times. How old is it? Maybe like 16 times? I don't know. Um, 
If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so in a, in a variety of ways. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. You can rate or review the show. You can make a monthly contribution through our Anchor.fm page, and you can even shop from our bookshop page, which also supports independent bookstores across the country with every purchase. You can find that at bookshop.org shop slash clean your own podcast. Clean Your Own Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Althea Allure. The original opening music is called Bubble Guts, also composed by me. The podcast logo was illustrated by Ashlyn Anstey. You can find more of her artwork and writing at ashlynna.com. This episode was sponsored by and produced on Anchor FM. Thanks again for listening. This is Althea signing off and reminding you to clean your bathroom.